the While You Are Single podcast. O.J. Tokes' new, revised, and updated book, While You Are Single, A Guide to Finding and Keeping the Right Mate for Your Life, is now available. For more details about the book, please visit whileyouaresingle.org. Meanwhile, enjoy the podcast. Here is O.J. Tokes. Thank you. I don't, I don't want to burst anybody's bubble. Um, we have free will. You know, God created us to have free will. And I, you know, don't believe in, you know, the, the movies that it's just that one person out there for us. Because, you know, in all actuality, you know, even if you come with this person, you still have to make the marriage work. It's not just the beginning of getting to the wedding day. It's till death to us part. And so one of the things is that I just knew that Israel, I'm here presenting this option to you. If you do not want this option, <laughs> let me present it somewhere else. <laughs> but the fact of the matter is that as we are entrusting ourselves to the Lord, he will direct our steps. And as we align our will with him, and the other person aligns their will with him, then that's who, together, we can do great things for him. Okay. Thank you very much. What things did you have to overlook or adjust to? What things did you have to overlook or adjust to? In marriage? Yes. In everything, you know, in the person, you know, I'm sure you guys had perspectives on the individual that you got married and you found some more stuff and yeah. If there's nothing, then there's nothing, but if there is something, then, you know. Well, maybe I'll just, I'll just share. Um, this is like, this is what I did, you know. Uh, again, this is, this is personal to me, you know, this is my own experience. And so, uh, when we were in the singles ministry, and, and, you know, my time came, I guess, so the switch turned on. I, I just saw that all the singles around me weren't doing anything. And so I was just like, what are we doing to, to try to find a, you know, a, a maze or anything like that? It was just, you know, hang around, going out to eat or something. <laughs> <laughs> which is, which is, again, this is just my personal experience, okay? Please don't, you know, I'm not, this is not doctrine or anything like that. And so, and so, because I was at that particular point, then I just said, "Okay, God, I, I went, I was, I went to prayer, and I said, okay, God, I'm gonna have to do something because I, I just, I just don't know who she is, and, and I've been searching for so long, or you know, or waiting for so long, and so, and so, I remember that I, I said, okay, I'm gonna make a list of, and this is all in prayer. Well, I, you know, I'm seeking God, and I'm saying, this is what I'm gonna do, God, and you're gonna help me with this, you know, do this." And so I'm going to make a list of every person that I think could potentially be the one. And I'm going to just put them in the numbers. And, and, and on my first week, I'm going to grab number one. And I'm going to pray that, that, that you, if this is a person for me, that you somehow would cross my path with them, somehow get to meet them, somehow there would be an opportunity for me to talk with them and, and just start something, see if you are a person. And that week I would pray, you know, and I would just be really into that. And then, you know, we'd go to activities at C30s and things like that. And I'd just be looking to see if there was an opportunity with that person. And it'd be, you know, it'd be like, it'd be from 
from the person who was already in another relationship with somebody else, and so I'd be like, dude, scratch that. <laughs> to, 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 um, I remember I was, you know, went to another church to see if I could find, you know, the other lady, and, and she was already married, and so I'd scratch that. And so I went through that process, you know. And, and so I, I was just okay, okay, and then I remember that, you know, little by little, you know, Jenna was there in the middle, and she just kept coming up, coming up, coming up, and when the time came for her to come up, it was just like, I always had the opportunity to, you know, I would cross paths with her, or I would see her, I would notice her, and I would talk with her, and then suddenly I just had a strong feeling that that was her, you know, so I said, okay, God. so now I'm going to leave it up to you, and so, and so now I, I would just pray for her, and then just kind of, just forget it, you know, just leave it up to God. And then I would just go on to my, you know, we had all kinds of like ministry communities, of, you know, out there and the homeless people too. And so, and then, you know, little by little, I would just, you know, she, she, she would be in activities or I would see her and I would see her. But that's kind of, I, I feel like that was my way that maybe God honored my level of faith at that time to say, um, you know, okay, let me lead you this way that works works for you, and and then that came to light, you know, so that helped me. Thank you. <laughs> Justness? <clears throat> Just a few. A lot of things you have to just in marriage, you know, there's, I think it's priority, you know, when you're single, your life is yours, you know, I can sleep late, I can stay up late. Uh, you know, I can do whatever I want, and you, you know, you're just responsible for yourself. And then when you get married, it's not all yours anymore. Your life is not all yours, and that's a big adjustment. And you know, we're expecting a child soon, and Rigio and Jenna have, they have two of them already. So we were like, hey, we want to take a dinner. We want to know, because now they have like two, right? So then their life is even less of theirs. So the adjustment that I, I know is that you have to share your life. But your life is not yours, your body's not yours, your time is not yours, and you have to honor the other person. And Monica and I, we're big learners, we're big readers, and uh, and I inspired her to, I, more than anything, I, I listen to audiobooks, and she's like, I'm always listening to a book on finances or different things and improving, self-improvement, and she's like, what about a book on marriage? I'm like, oh yeah, okay, so... After, you know, we do that, and I'll do like one a quarter, and just like, you, you can do one a month. <laughs> but the one of the things that we learned is, in, is I think two things that, that really stand out is prayer. You know, whenever we would get into a situation where we think get tense and emotional, or, and it's just, okay, let's stop and pray, right? We just stop and pray, and it just kind of just disting, it extinguishes the, the, the emotion and the and it really does, because you're like, ah, now I've got to be like, oh, get ready for God, I have to talk to God, and the angels and the voices have to be, you know, it just, and it, it just, just, just uh, extinguishes the flame, basically. And then, we always call it a crazy cycle, we read that in one of our books, and there's a crazy cycle that happens, you know, it's something where you do over and over and over again, you're like, why are we, what, why are we arguing again? We, you know, it just, you like snap, and you start going in there. And the prayer for us was one of the ways to end the crazy cycle. And also trying to just do something funny. One of the books said, if you get into an emotional argument or anything, break the tension. Do something funny. Say something. You know, put yourself down. Uh, and 
just humble yourself, basically. And that's what I was about. Humble yourself in the sight of the Lord. He'll lift you up. And you got to humble yourself inside of your spouse as well. And those are some adjustments we have to make. We have to honor the person. And I always, yeah, just think back that this is me. My wife is me. And, and I'm her. She's, a, she's I. And we're, we're the same. And God brought us to be one. And sometimes I'm the worst at beating myself up. She tells me, stop beating yourself up. And I would say, oh, that was so stupid. You did something stupid. She's like, don't call my husband stupid. You know, that's my husband. And it, it made me think, you know, I have to honor who I am, stop beating myself up, and stop beating up my spouse. Because we, we can be the hardest on each other. And that's what we have to learn to make that adjustment, to honor the other person for who they are, and accept them for who they are. And I think really quick, and you know, I don't know if it was this for your experience, but the first year of the marriage is an adjustment. The whole year is one big adjustment. You know, you're, who's doing the laundry? Who's cooking? You know, who's, you know, picking up groceries? Who's, it's one big adjustment. And you're automatically not going to agree on everything, you know? You may think one should do the laundry, the other one should cook, and then the other one thought you were going to do it. So it's one big adjustment. Dating, engagement, that's the fun part. But then once you're married, then that's the working part. And you will have fun times, but the whole first year or so, it's a big adjustment. Thank you. Does anyone um, have a question in the audience that you want to ask? Okay. I don't know if it's a question or a comment, but uh, uh, when... Uh, at the beginning, you were talking about women coming up to men. Okay, uh, myself, I've been uh, trying to figure out what the lessons the Lord wants me to learn. Because uh, when you were talking about that, I was thinking about, and I'm not bragging on myself, that many, many women have come up to me. And even, uh, I came to the point, uh, some women even tell me, I love you, I love you, I love you, and all this and all that. But uh, it's been... Um, not disappointing now because I learned to not to believe when a woman comes with all these feelings and desires to uh, to uh, to be with with me, okay, as a man. So uh, uh, and I and I think the Lord wants me to focus more less on the physical, okay. Uh, everybody knows that you have to like each other, you know. And I believe that many times women take advantage of the beauty to seduce a man. Okay, or to come up to him thinking like I'm beautiful, so I can be a, a, I'm gonna succeed or I'm gonna get away with whatever. And I think as the, uh, the spirit of Jezebel met probably, uh, and we need to watch as men, you know. Um, the uh, nowadays everybody claims to be a Christian, so all these women are Christian, quote unquote. But the Lord spoke to me a long time ago from a, a, through a prophetess that she wanted a special man, a, a woman for me. No, 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 a very special woman, and, uh, and she didn't know me, and he showed me, uh, she showed me, uh, the prophetess, 
and she said, well, the Lord said, you're a lion, and he, your lioness is coming. And I got all excited, oh, she's coming, she's coming, my lioness. And he showed me, like, oh, man, you've been around, like, with a lot of, a lot of women have come up to, to me, I mean, more than up to, I took them awful, but uh, it's been, uh, I think the Lord is telling me to be careful, you know, when a woman speaks and comes to you, it's, um, I don't know, uh, it could be possible, I guess, but my, my observation is, um, once, uh, not, believe, not to believe that uh, just because she says she's Christian, she's in, uh, she's spiritually ready for you. Or uh, in, uh, I wouldn't say at your same level, mm-hmm. but uh, is she really walking the walk? Okay. You know? So that's my, my point, uh, that I'm thinking that, uh, I think it needs to be the man. But uh, my question is, uh, is it possible for a woman to initiate some kind of relationship coming up to you and be successful? That relationship? Okay. I just, like just hearing your heart, I just really feel like um, that if you just pursue who, like what the, what the Lord wants you to pursue in your life, in your calling, uh, and that is first, that if you pursue that and that you're going for like you imagine yourself as the husband when you're married like you haven't seen your wife yet but just say like what kind of husband do i want to be and then start being that right now start preparing you know like um you know i don't know if you're where you want to be you know with your career or whatever that is but this um, analogy with the running beside somebody, that was very clear to me when I came in here. It was just like, I was just pursuing God. I heard a quote that somebody said, you need to be so in love with God that that man has got to go through God to get to you. And so for you, be so in, in, in pursuing that and then, and then that you will pursue her. I don't think that the woman should initiate getting to you you know, and so for me, I, the reason why I'm saying that, you know, advice is from personal is that before I, as I was preparing to be a wife and all of us, the Lord will be like, you're being prepared now. And so I was, I had to, as far as adjustments, I started cleaning up more after myself. I started doing the dishes more. Not that I think that the role is just a woman needs to do the dishes or whatever, but I started being a wife before I got married. I started receiving love from God first before my husband having to make me feel validated before I got married. So whatever it is that you think you need to do as a husband before you get married, start doing that, and that woman is just going to come, and you're going to see her, and you're going to pursue her in order. You will be in order if that is how. And so that's just how I would recommend. Thank you very much. Thank you. Anybody else have a question? Yes. Good evening. My name is Isaac. Um, My question is, I know that as singles, we all have standards, we all have these deal breakers in our minds, right? And, you know, we all have this thing, this plan where, you know, well, if this person doesn't fulfill X or Y or Z, you know, then it's not going to move forward. After meeting your spouse, 
do you have to compromise on any of those types of standards or deal breakers that you had in your mind? I, someone told me to write down everything that I wanted, and um, Rigel was everything that I asked for on my list. But I mean, to me, that you, because you're, I don't, I don't know when you're saying that they have to fulfill, you know, something. But I think that God will always give you the desires of your heart, and then if He brings you somebody that doesn't need all of that. God will bring you somebody who compliments you. And so there were unspoken things that were not even on that list that I can't even articulate that God has in that other person. And that it would it would supersede if it if I said, Oh, I want a blonde hair guy. I actually don't like that. But you know what I mean? It would it would supersede all of those things. So you don't have to worry about that. I think one of the things that I've seen actually in my sisters and I can't speak for my brothers, is that they have put things on the list that God hasn't put on the list. And they're holding themselves back when God is not trying to hold them back. And it's when we're talking about deal breakers, the one deal breaker is if they're not believers, you know, because that's scripture. Don't be unequally yoked with unbelievers. But there's certain things that, yes, they're preferences, and as we grow in Christ, as we grow in our walk, they might change. But it's one of those things that we have to hold with an open hand before the Lord and say, Lord, is this what you have for me? Not, Lord, is this what you have for me, right? I think that's very wise, what Monica's saying. Um, one of the things when I was uh, Pastor Todd, um, that I remember, you know, in my searching for, for, for my wife, um, there's, I remember I, there was some set of, of DVDs that at one time I bought and I was like 12 of them. But one of those DVDs made me realize that it kind of levels you. You know, there, there's a lot of psychologists and things like that that study people and work and stuff like that. But I thought it was very good because it made me realize that sometimes we have this expectation way out there, way, way, way out there. And, and it somehow, me reading that information brought it to kind of like this level that I realized that, okay, I was way, way off. You know, and, and you know, I don't, I, don't, I don't know how to explain it versus that somehow after knowing that, it just kind of leveled me. And, you know, and I was able to move forward past that. So that was very helpful for me. Um, but, you know, it, it also, I know that, that everything I wrote in my book, because I, I also wrote, you know, I wrote a list, and I and I believe God for that. And I mean, it took quite a while. That <laughs> I, I feel I thought I was going to get married at 22. I got married at 32, so I just missed it by 10 years. <laughs> but you know, I'm very thankful. The day that she came and I saw her, it was just like, wow, man, you know, this is my opportunity. And I saw her. I saw a resemblance of her in, in a dream. And so when I when she came and I saw her, then that was my time almost to pursue. And it's like, okay, now I have the opportunity. Let me see who this is one. And you know, and you know, thank God for that great thing that she achieved. You know, and so I'm just very grateful and humbled to you for all that. Okay, thank you. Anyone else have a question? Okay. Yes, I have a question. My name is Tim. Um, I have actually have two outlets. One, I'm trying to come back. So I was at work and uh, we were celebrating one of my one of our coworkers. She was getting married, and we had uh, a wedding party and whatnot. We were all in the break room, like we always have. 
And so I'm not married. I'm a single guy. And so I was. I said to him when I said, "Hey, all you married people, uh, let's encourage her." And I called her name. And so I called each person that I knew was married. And I said, "Hey, tell us something great about marriage." About marriage. And the first guy stood up. He was like, "Oh, that's a lot of work. It's just it's a lot of work. It's just a lot of work, man." So I said, "Okay." I called another guy. I said, "Hey, man, tell us something great about marriage." She's getting married. Well, like he said, man, it's gonna be a lot of work. It's hard. It's hard. I said, okay, let me talk to her. Let me talk. Let me get a woman. Maybe a woman's perspective. I got my friend on who sits behind me, and she says, "It's true, you know. It's 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 a lot of work, and you know it's hard, and you know, it's gonna be tough, but you know you can do it." As I stop, I said, "You know, you her, she talking turned red." The the lady who's getting married. I said, "This is not going well." So I, we just started cracking jokes and kind of just changed the conversation. Um. I won't ask why it's hard. I think we'll have a pretty good idea as to why it's hard. You talk to one of two different people coming together. What are some of the things that you can do to actually enjoy marriage? I want to enjoy marriage. Um, how do you think, you don't have to get personal or very descriptive, but just briefly tell us how well you think you've done in terms of enjoying each other and enjoying the marriage, and I guess some tips as to what you can do to actually just enjoy love being married. I mean, I think for me, if you, you want to enjoy your, your marriage, definitely, I don't know how people can make it without God <laughs> and, and the grace of God, but I think being able to learn how to communicate is is really is really enjoyable because it, it, that's what makes our relationship, that communication, and so I think for guys, well, at least I think personally, you know, it's, it's, it's been this learning, growing process for me to be able to learn how to communicate well and spend time and sit down and kind of talk, you know, as much as I can. And so, you know, we try to spend some time in the morning breakfast or one of the meetings, you know, when we went to, to Colorado, we learned about couch time and it's essentially, you know, just sitting down and just talking and eating. And, and that is, that in itself makes it enjoyable because you get to, let, you know, you get to know the other person more, you get to laugh with the other person. And so really, for me, that, and then finding a, uh, the common activity, you know, that we would like to do together. Dating, about dating, like courting, is that still a big part of it? You know, going out and things like that? Oh, yeah, 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 we just actually, today was for us, uh, yeah, being intentional. Today was for us a little a date night, so we went out. Thank you for listening to the podcast. We hope you were informed, inspired, and impacted. If you'd like to learn more about O.J. Tokes, his books, blog, music, and his monthly ministry for singles, please visit whileyouaresingle.org. That is whileyouaresingle.org. If you've been blessed by the podcast, we encourage you to please share it with your friends. Until next week's podcast, take care and stay blessed.